you are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. It's Friday, September 28th, 2018, the biggest game of Penn State's 2018 season is tomorrow, Saturday night. The Buckeyes are coming to town. Whiteout game, 7.30 at Beaver Stadium. ABC, ESPN will broadcast. College game day will be live on Old Main Lawn starting at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. It is it's about as big as games get, especially in September. It could decide very well decide the, the fate of Penn State's season, the fate of Ohio State's season. And it could go either way. Ohio State is a slight favorite, about three and a half points for the Buckeyes. I think most experts are probably in on Ohio State winning this game just because there are a few more questions for Penn State right now. But Beaver Stadium, under the lights, white out. Ohio State has had some trouble in the past couple times. It's visited for those situations. And Penn State has Trace McSorley in a really, really good offense that that could be that, and that could be the difference there. So it should be a fun game on Saturday night. We have had a whole week of shows to get you ready. We have talked to some Penn State experts earlier in the week. So if you missed any of that from earlier, we had uh, looking ahead with John McGonagall of the Center Daily Times, Greg Pickle of Penn Live. They were both on earlier in the week, looking at what Penn State is dealing with going into this game and and how it can try to use its advantages to its advantage. On Saturday night, uh, we also talked with Steve Petrella about the betting line for this one and the over record setting over under that is uh, up to 70 or 72, depending on where you get it, could be a big shootout. So if you've missed any of those shows this week, I highly encourage you to go check them out. Today's show, we normally do a Know Your Foe segment on Fridays uh, to get you ready, to get you set with some info about who's Penn State's playing this week. Today, we're basically totally focusing on Ohio State. Uh, we're going to talk to two different people who cover the Buckeyes. We will have Brandon Beam, who is the co-host of Locked On Buckeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. He also has uh, a radio show on 97.1 in The Fan in Columbus. And then later in the show, we will be joined by Cleveland.com, Ohio State beat writer Bill Landis, who he's going to break down a little bit about the Buckeyes, a little bit about Dwayne Haskins, a new quarterback, and, and we'll ask some of those Ohio State players might have some nerves on Saturday night as well. So we're going to have a full day of Ohio State talk. I mean, it'll be Ohio State, Penn State talk, but with more of an Ohio State angle on today's show. Uh, If you have missed those shows, you can find Locked On Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So check out everything that uh, we have there. And make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And then you get that one on Monday morning. Right in your uh, right, downloaded there for you to hear me and someone else probably talk about whatever happens on Saturday night. But yes, today's show is about Ohio State, Penn State, and here to talk about Ohio State is Brandon Beam from Locked On Buckeye. So here's my interview with him. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, and, and how are things going in Columbus? Absolutely, Stephen, man. It's, uh, you know, I'm happy to be on the podcast with you and uh, get ready to share some thoughts about Ohio State, but everything's good, man. Uh, you know, it was a uh, wild, wild summer here in Columbus, and uh, we lived through a, you know, six- to eight-week period where nobody knew the future of uh, this Ohio State team and Urban Meyer and everything, but, uh, 
you know, now it's um, the big game of the season is here. Ohio State, you know, started off their first four games against an Oregon State team who is inferior to them. Uh, a Rutgers team who is, you know, the bottom dwellers of the Big Ten East at the moment. Uh, and it looks like they will be for the next 30 years the way that they're playing now. You had the game against TCU uh, was the one that everyone had circled non-conference and then Tulane last week. And then uh, this sucker's looking right down the sight line, man. So it's uh, it's good to be uh, talking Ohio State and Nittany Lions. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, both teams are top 10 teams. They're undefeated going into this game, which – Two three months ago, you would have said, "Yeah, of course, that's the way it's going to be." Right. But given given everything that's happened with Urban Meyer and the uncertainty and, and his suspension now, him coming back, has how much of an impact has that had on on him, on this team, and on the coaching staff through the through the last two months here? Uh, I think it had a, a you know a decently big impact. Uh, if you were to sit here and say that it had no impact at all, I think that you would be lying to yourself, and I think that you would be lying to other people. Uh, Ryan Day came in. He's way, you know, he was the guy who was uh, the acting head coach in Urban Meyer's absence, uh, offensive coordinator during the offseason. Uh, Ohio State gave him a pay raise for him to stay. You know that uh, Ohio mm-hmm. State assistant coach Mike Vrabel left uh, for the Tennessee Titans, so he gets out of there. Uh, he gets a head coaching job with the Titans, which is uh, fantastic for him, fantastic for Vrabes, but uh, the big storyline of the offseason was that he took uh, Ohio State uh, secondary coach Kerry Combs with him down to Tennessee. Right. Uh, so Ryan Day gets the bump up to associate head coach. Uh, but I do, I, I think it you know, it, it took its toll, Stephen, when we're talking about a, uh, a team who comes in every single year, and I know you're the same way uh, at Penn State, it comes in with high expectations. And this is mm-hmm. a fan base here in Columbus. Uh, who, if it's you know, it's really national championship or bust every single year. Uh, but for this, you know, this this dark cloud to be circling around the program, man, for uh, the, the the entire off season, really, you get to July, and this is all that uh, is being said, and the Zach Smith stuff, and the Urban suspension. I mean, the radio station that I work here at, you know, we covered it top to bottom for mm-hmm. six weeks. Uh, but for it, for it not to be a distraction, uh, I think you would be crazy. But now you're getting in. Uh, to the middle of the season, you're starting Big Ten play against Penn State this weekend, and I think that all that this team has tried to do is get back to normalcy, and I do th- think that for the most part, um, at least the on-field product, you know, I'm talking about the actual players and the coaches, I think for the most part that storm is weathered. Obviously, you're still going to have some public mm-hmm. outcry. Uh, the better that Ohio State does, the more the public outcry gets. Um, you saw that you know the tweet that they sent out. That's getting a lot of flack about it. About silence, silence the white mm-hmm. noise. You know, I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, but for the most part, I think this coaching staff and the players and everyone have kind of weathered the storm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to talk about the on-field situation that Ohio State's in. I because I look at it, I think they are somewhat in a similar situation as Penn State. The offenses are both really good. They're the top two offenses in the country, scoring offenses. And the defenses are maybe not up to where each program usually is, especially right. if you look at the linebacker area for both teams. There's some inexperienced guys there, not what these programs are used to. Uh, with that in mind, where do you think the biggest advantage Ohio State has coming into this game rests? Uh, I think that the biggest advantage would have to be um, I just, you know, I, I watch Penn State film. Uh, it's something that we do every week. The uh, radio station and everyone, we go in and we watch film to try and break down uh, players and everything. And I still think the biggest advantage that Ohio State has on every team that they're going to go up against is it's a pick em kind of offense. It's a pick-your-poison kind of offense. 
uh, when you look at what Dwayne Haskins has done. You know, he's almost thrown for 1,200 mm-hmm. yards in three games. He's completing passes at a 75% completion percentage. So if, you know, let's say Penn State's defense doesn't get off to a great start and they're not rushing the quarterback, well, guess what? Ohio State, uh, they're going to drop Dwayne Haskins back and they're going to let him litter it all over the field. And then mm-hmm. if that happens where, you know, they maybe press back a little bit and they said, okay, beat us through the air, they got two guys named J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber who are, you know, some of the most talented running backs uh, in recent memory at Ohio State. And that's a long list. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Carlos Hyde. That's uh, Ezekiel Elliott. There's a lot of guys on that list. But Mike Weber, a couple weeks ago, just passed the 2,000-yard career rushing mark. J.K. Dobbins, I think, needs 100 and some yards to get to that mark as a true sophomore. So I think the biggest advantage that they have would be the style of offense that they play and that, you know, if it gets to be a nitty-gritty, run them kind of three yards in a cloud of dust game, they can play that. If it becomes an air-it-out kind of game where they need to score every possession with long balls and slants and everything, I think they can they can compete with anyone at that level on their offense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this offense is, is scary good. The Ohio State offense, maybe the, I, I think the most talented in the country. You can make the argument, it seems, I know every receiver that they had last year is coming back this year, and they have right. a quarterback who has a cannon for an arm and has not seemed has seemed to step in there without you know, seamlessly and made the offense better. Even so, yeah, a lot for a young Penn State defense to to have in its on its mind going into this one. Uh, but Penn State does have have a lot of things going for it. Uh, the home crowd, Trace McSorley, Absolutely. who is the you know most seasoned quarterback in the country probably, and, and who has never lost a home start in his life. Uh, Penn State has, has its own great offensive weapons, too, that are kind of hitting their stride in, in the fifth week of the season here. Where do you think Penn State's biggest advantage comes from in this game, just knowing Ohio State? I think it, it comes from exactly what you said. I think it becomes uh, the Trace McSorley show. And, uh, you know, I was talking to uh, my partner on the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, Matt Hayes, about this today. Uh, and we said the same exact thing. It's that, you know, you can try and get cute when it becomes X factors and who do you think is weapon X in this game and who will have a breakout game. But really, it all comes down to the quarterback play. It all comes down to Dwayne Haskins versus uh, Trace McSorley. And I think that that is Penn State's strength. That's what they need to lean on. Yes, they have a great running game. Uh, there's no doubt about that, which surprises me, the fact that Saquon Barkley can leave and you guys just pop out two guys out of nowhere who look to be like same exact identical clones of Saquon <laughs> yeah. Barkley, and they're going to be a problem for the future. Uh, but really, I, I think that Trace McSorley is the big key uh, for Penn State in this game. Uh, you look at what he can do on third down, man. He extends that play. He gets out of there. And it seems like every time uh, that he throws a ball up, that his guys come down with it. I can't the, the mm-hmm. amount of 50-50 balls that Trace McSorley has uh, that he throws up there and has faith in his players to go up and get. It's just absolutely amazing. So, I think that Trace McSorley in this Penn State offense because, you know, you've experienced Trace for what? This is his third year now. Third, yeah, third year. If, if you have Trace McSorley uh, catch lightning in a bottle like he did against Washington last year and completed the ball you know, what, 78% of the time, I think, in that game. If you catch lightning yeah. in a bottle with Trace McSorley and you get him on his best night, I don't know if there's a team in the country that can keep up with that offense when he's clicking in 100% going, you know, 200 miles an hour. I just don't know. And so I think the biggest thing for Penn State is what Trace McSorley do you get? Do you get the 35 completion percentage or do you get the 85 completion percentage where he's absolutely on fire? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned there, I mean, he when they beat Ohio State at Beaver Stadium a few years ago, he didn't even – he had eight completions right, in the game. Exactly. I mean, I think he had 150 yards because he had a couple deep balls, but he did not have his best game, and they still were able to win. But that was a different Penn State team with a really good defense. I, Penn State cannot win this game on Saturday night without a very good or above-average performance from Trace McSorley, by, even by his own standards. Um, so kind of leading into that, what's your uh, final thing here before we let you go? What is your prediction for Saturday night? Uh, my prediction for Saturday night, as you know, I host the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, so obviously I will have a bit of an Ohio State skew. I think it will be uh, a very, very good game. I don't know if it's going to be as good as a game as you saw last year at the Horseshoe. Uh, yeah, that 39 to 30, I mean, that was one of the best college football games, just football games, period, that I've ever seen. Uh, but when you look at uh, every level here uh, at Ohio State, I think the defensive line could be the true big test in the game for Penn State's offensive line. Even without Nick Bosa, you've got guys like Draymond Jones and B.B. Landers and Jonathan Cooper and Chase Young coming off the edges. Uh, so I'm going to go Buckeyes in this one. Slight edge, I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. I'm going to go 42-38. to 38. Buckeyes emerge from the wideout. Uh, as Victor. So I'm sure your prediction is going to differ a little bit, but that's mine. Buckeyes come out of uh, Happy Valley, 42-38 winners. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you that it's going to be high score. I think I think the winner is going to need at least 40. Yeah, uh, me too. I so, think first is, to 40 wins. Yeah, and that's, hey, uh, hopefully we just get another exciting game because these, these have been really fun the last couple of years. Um, all right, well, Brandon Beam, he hosts, is the co-host of Locked On Buckeyes, which you can also check out on the Locked On Podcast Network. He also co-hosts the Buckeye Show on 97.1 in Columbus. Brandon, thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the game on Saturday night. Absolutely, Stephen, man. You too. I appreciate you having me on, my man. All right, thank you. Locked on Nittany Lions is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is back. That means fantasy football season is back. And there are more ways to win than ever before with FanDuel in 2018. It's not just traditional fantasy football with FanDuel. They have all sorts of games, including a weekly survivor pool. They have a gridiron pick'em game where users can choose teams for all the Sunday games and $10,000 will be split amongst the top pickers each week. They also have a new guru tool, which makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. FanDuel offers you ways to play against your friends. And they also have a new beat the score contest, which... Instead of having to come in first place amongst a whole sea of competitors, you just have to be a preset score. So there are tons of ways to win this year with FanDuel. And to make it even better, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners will get $20 when they first sign up with FanDuel if they visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. So go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On and you get $20 to use on any of FanDuel's new games in 2018. FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before. Don't miss out. All right, I am happy to be joined now by Ohio State beat writer Bill Landis. He covers the Buckeyes for Cleveland.com. Bill, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and, and how are you, and how is Ohio State getting ready for this big game? I'm excellent. Thank you very much uh, for having me on. And, uh, yeah, this is a big one. You can always, you can always kind of tell um, 
whether or not it's a big game here based on like some of the things Ohio State does around the facility and and there are a bunch of uh reminders about like preparedness and uh a, a thing they tout called the brotherhood um and those things those things get ramped up in weeks like this so they're all over the place uh Urban Meyer seemed pretty locked in this week cuz they know it's an it's an important game as it is for Penn State yeah, yeah. I mean, well, James Franklin will tell you that every game is his Super yeah. Bowl, but I think this one's a little more important than Kent State. Uh, just, just real quick for some Penn State fans who might not have seen Ohio State much this week or this year, since it is so early, or maybe they only saw that TCU game a few weeks ago. What have your general impressions been of of Ohio State through four weeks of the 2018 season? Uh, the the offense is very different for an Urban Meyer team. Uh, they are throwing the ball a lot. Uh, more throwing the ball more than they run the ball, which is I, I believe, if my research is correct, has never happened before for an Urban Meyer team uh, at any of his head coaching stops. Uh, this is very different. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, in, in my opinion, is an NFL quarterback, or at the very least he has an NFL caliber arm, can make all the throws, push it downfield, has nice touch, and, and he's putting uh, uh, a very athletic group of receivers in spots to make plays, and Ohio State has just been picking teams apart in the passing game. Now they haven't played the stiffest of competition. Oregon state is, is terrible. Rutgers is mm-hmm. worse. And, uh, <laughs> Tulane is, is probably a little better than both of them, but not by much. Um, but, but even against TCU, who, who I do think has a good defense and has a very fast defense, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Haskins was excellent in that game too. So, uh, it's, it's not, it's not pro style. It's, it's still very much a spread offense with, with jet sweeps and, stuff like that there's there's hardly any quarterback run which will be a different different site for people watching this Ohio State offense Um, but it is explosive they're they're scoring a ton of points and they do have two really good running backs and J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber Um, they just haven't had to really rely on them totally just yet and they have a really big offensive line who I think is pretty adept at run blocking it's just that Ohio State hasn't really had to had to pull that pull that out of the bag yet they've just been throwing on people Um, and then defensively uh, they have a lot of athletes they're just really young and that youth has shown uh, a few times in, in some big plays Ohio State has allowed. Um, before the two-lane game, I, I haven't calculated the number since then, but before the two-lane game, there, but there were five plays against Oregon State, Rutgers, and TCU that accounted for 33% of the yards that Ohio State had allowed. And all five plays were, were scoring plays of 40 yards or more. One of them was a 91-yard touchdown run, um, again, or 93-yard touchdown run against TCU. So, so they're giving up some big plays. That I think as a product of youth more than anything, and mm-hmm. the expectation here is that is that they'll get that turned around. But obviously, playing against a team like Penn State with with the explosive offense that it has, uh, that could be a problem for Ohio State this week. Yeah, absolutely. Could could be a lot of points on the board Saturday night. I, I want to talk a little bit more about Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. First time Penn State is seeing him. Uh, first time he's really playing in a hostile environment. I know TCU was kind of like a road game going down there, but it seemed Ohio State packed a lot of fans into Jerry World a couple weeks ago. How do you think he'll he'll handle being in a hostile road environment for the first time? Yeah, TCU is. I, w- I would not classify TCU as hostile either. It was it was not an Ohio Stadium, but there were definitely more Ohio State fans there than TCU fans. Um, yeah, I think that's a good question. I don't think anybody really knows. I, I, there's a lot of confidence that, that he'll be okay. The, the, the one thing about Dwayne is, is he does not seem to be kind of phased by anything. He's very calm. Um, he, so calm, in fact, that Urban Meyer like, wishes he, he had a little more, uh, I don't know, fire to him, a little more vigor to him, uh, because the guy he's replacing, JT Barrett, had, had so much of that. 
Um, Dwayne is just very sort of calm and, and confident and, and carries this aura about him that's just sort of like, I got this. And it's inter- it'll be interesting to see whether or not that translates to, to playing in Beaver Stadium. Now, but the one thing that Dwayne has done, and I think a lot of people saw it last year, is when they first recognized who Dwayne Haskins was when he came into that Michigan game and Ohio State was losing in Ann Arbor. And then he came in and, and orchestrated a couple of scoring drives and they ended up winning that game. And, and he was not, he didn't seem flustered at all. By that now, Beaver Stadium I think is different than Michigan Stadium. Um, it's, it's certainly crazier. It's louder. Um, mm-hmm. This this stage, the the implications of this game are, are greater than they were in that one, even though it was Ohio State's biggest rivalry. Um, but I have a lot of confidence in, in Dwayne's ability to handle the moment. I just, I just he hasn't shown in any way, shape, or form yet that that anything rattles him. So I, I'm operating under the assumption that that will be the case on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean he's he's been very impressive. In, in that short time. And I, I did kind of forget about that Michigan game, but he was great stepping up last year when JT Barrett went down with an injury. I know a lot of Ohio State fans like seeing him out there. I think Penn State mm-hmm. fans are happy that JT Barrett's not back. I think Ohio State fans might have that same idea, but after the way he torched Penn State last year, maybe they're happy it's a different quarterback. Um, but moving on, I you had an article this week about Michael Jordan, Ohio State's new center, who went on the record kind of surprisingly to hear an athlete be this candid, saying that he was a little nervous, a little flustered a little bit when they played TCU a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you surprised to hear him say that? And, and do you think uh, he can adjust and, and bounce back this week? It, it was alarming. We were we, In the TCU game, all, all, the majority of his snaps were low. Now, they were consistently low, like kind of in the same spot the whole time. I, I wouldn't characterize it as erratic. I would just characterize it as, as like consistently consistently low, I think is the best way to say mm-hmm. it. But, but we hadn't talked to him since then, so I asked him this week, like, what was up with that? And he said he, he, said he put too much meaning on the TCU game and knew that TCU had fast players and a lot of talent on defense, and he was just rushing things. And I was like, well, this stage is a lot different, and you're playing against yeah. a team that has that – has, the same number of athletes and the same kind of speed. And uh, I don't know. He snapped it on a grass field too. I don't know if that makes a difference, but he hasn't done that yet this year. Um, So it's going to be a lot of new for him. He's a first year starter moving over from guard and he had never played center before this year. Uh, This is, this is a third time Ohio state has moved the guard to center, but the previous two times, both guys, Pat Elfline and Billy Price knew, knew well in advance that they were going to be the center. Michael Jordan did not know he was going to be Ohio State center until about June, maybe even after that, um, and hadn't snapped at all before then. So, so this is really new for him, and he was candid in his first big test that, that he didn't handle it great, and this is a more, more difficult test. So I think it's, it's, it's possibly the biggest thing to watch with Ohio State's offense, arguably, is, is how he handles this stage, because if he's snapping the ball all over the place, then obviously that's not going to work well for Ohio State's offense. All right, uh, we have to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have a couple over-under questions with Bill Landis of Cleveland.com. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're looking for Penn State, Ohio State tickets this week, or just looking for tickets to any game or show, I highly recommend checking out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And there's even a special offer for Locked On listeners. If you use the promo code Locked On as a new user with Vivid Seats, you will receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play, 
Download the Vivid Seats app and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to save $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Every purchase with Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, we're with Bill Landis uh, from Cleveland.com. Bill, do you have a couple minutes for some over-under questions real quick before we let you go? Absolutely. All right, so just I'll throw out a number and you'll tell me if you if you want to take the over on the under on these couple things for Saturday night. Are, are you taking the over-under on 70 as the number of total points scored in this one? Uh, under. My, my final score prediction is 35-31 Ohio State. Okay, that's very close though. Yeah. Uh, what about 250 passing yards for Dwayne Haskins over under? Uh, oh, that's a good number. Um, I'll I'll <laughs> I, say I said I'll it myself. Under. Thank you. I'll say under. I, I think Ohio State's going to run the ball a lot in this game. Yeah, I can see that too. I think because he has, but he's hit 300. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think three out of the four games, and the other one is like 235 against Rutgers. So he's they've been throwing yeah. a lot, but. They do have two very talented running backs, too. Yeah, he threw um, for 304 yards last week, and he played uh, less than two quarters. So, yeah, maybe <laughs> pretty, he'll get there. Pretty impressive. Uh, two and a half sacks for Ohio State's uh, Ohio State's defense in this game, even without Nick Bosa. Two and a half. Uh, under. Under. I, I, I am not – they have a lot of talent. A defensive line, some good depth there, but there's nothing close to Nick Bosa. So uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit to get a pass rush going. Okay. Okay. And you actually kind of answered this one earlier in your score position, but you can kind of explain why. Over under three and a half for the margin of this game, whether you think he's going to win, do you think it's going to be within that margin? Uh, n- no, based on my score prediction, obviously I don't, right. but I, but I, but I do think it's going to be a very close game. I know. I, and I don't think yeah. it's going to be quite, quite the shootout. That people are thinking it's going to be. These are two excellent offenses, obviously, but but I also don't think either of these teams have have seen a defense like they're going to see. And I know both defensive both defenses have had their struggles, but there's just so much talent. Like there, there's there's these are two of the best recruiting programs in the country, and I think that'll play out when you see these these defenses making some plays on Saturday. So I don't think it's going to get out of hand uh, total wise, and I think it's going to be a tight game and one that's decided in the fourth quarter. So so right around three and a half, but my my score. Mm-hmm. So I'll say over. Yeah, I, I I hope that this is another one possession game, just because the last two times these teams have met have been just such good college football. So I awesome. hope we get that again uh, on Saturday night. Bill Landis from Cleveland.com. You can find him on Twitter at Bill Landis 25. Thank you so much for joining us and enjoy your trip to State College. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. No problem, man. Thank you. All right, that will do it for today's Locked On Nittany Lions episode. Obviously, a huge game on Saturday night. We'll have plenty to talk about next week, I'm sure. So make sure you look out for a new show on Monday morning to detail what happened on Saturday night at Beaver Stadium. You can subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also appreciate if you give us a rating or review. We've gotten a a great response from Penn State fans so far, and uh, we really appreciate any feedback you have. You can email the show. It's LockedOnNittanyLions at gmail.com, or you can find Locked On Nittany Lions on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can also find me, Steve Pianovich, on Twitter at S. Pianovich. So, 
If you have any comments or other things we should talk about following the Ohio State-Penn State game, please let me know. But until then, we will see what happens on Saturday night. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the big game atmosphere if you're heading up there. Enjoy college game day if you're going. And enjoy the game, whether you're going to be wearing white in Beaver Stadium or watching it at home. It should be a fun one. We'll have plenty to talk about next week. I will talk to you then.